It's KKFN and KKFN okay. HD. <laughs> one, 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 <laughs> the 5 o'clock whistle, powered by smart local union nine sheet metal workers. Did Sean Payton and the Broncos find free agent gold and running back Jaleel McLaughlin? Because when I watch him run, he just knows exactly where daylight is, and he knows how to get there. And he's got the quick feet to make it happen. And it's a variety of runs. Like, he's good between the tackles. You watch him right here, and the color shows right there. All right, don't want to go there. Can I change directions? Can I find just six inches, a sliver of daylight? Like, just smoke through a keyhole, and then just take the whole Rams defense with me on my back. I, there's something to him. Eye formation. Can't get any more basic than that. Two tight ends, eye formation, little counter step, wait for your guard to get going, and then hit it. Like, don't dance. Don't hesitate. Hit it. You didn't have to be told this. He did this at Youngstown, setting records. Mm. Over 100, like 150 yards a game. You got a zone pressure, zone dog coming right at it. What do you do? What do you do? You just hit it. You attack it. And then you get on the outside right here. Okay. Me and you. All right, I can make you miss. Andrew Mason will join us in a few minutes. Did Jaleel McLaughlin make the team? Yeah. Yeah. Saturday was just the cherry on top. What role will you have? Third running back, and hopefully they have a package for him. This is a kid who has talent that you just don't have anywhere else on the field right now, specifically with Judy out. He's shifty. He can make guys miss. And if you're a playmaker, I need you on the field. Is Alvaro going to make the team? I think so. I mean, keeping him off the team, unless you trade him, which... Do you really want that sixth or seventh round pick next season? Is that going to help you win games this year? Or maybe is Albert O going to develop as a playmaker? It costs you nothing. It's a low-risk gamble. Why the hell am I? I totally agree. A reminder, can you beat the fan host and King Supers fan football pick them? Nah. Wow, the winner gets 250 to King Supers. The grand prize winner receives groceries for a year. Register now at denversports.com slash picks. I am registered, and I've already made my picks. Yeah, that is exactly why every year you come in, like, close to last. If you want to follow a winner, you follow me, who's the defending champion. If you want the right picks, you might want to cross-reference off of mine before kickoff. To celebrate you and your picks, I'm going to play more music from Happy Drunk Jokic dancing somewhere in Serbia. Just imagine Jokic... Nicola, there's traffic, Nicola. Imagine him, like, his eyes are kind of closed, and his hands are squeezing together like he's doing a chicken dance. Nicola, there's traffic. We got to go. I don't care. I'm a champion. Stay on parade. Somebody's going to have to go get him. Stay on parade. Go get him. What do you want me to do? He's seven foot tall. You think I can get him back in the car? I can't get him back in the car. You have to do it. Congratulations, Matt, for being an incredible champion and fan football pickup. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You deserve it. Bragging rights. I want them, and I exercise them. Broncos, according to Mike Kliss, are not making any cuts today. They made several, including Kendall Hinton. Are you surprised Kendall Hinton was cut? No, I didn't think Kendall Hinton did enough to earn this team, uh, to earn that final wide receiver spot on this team. Now, when Judy comes back, who knows how many wide receivers they keep if they go down to five or if they try to find a sixth. I'm guessing they'll try and find a sixth, which is why I think that Denver goes shopping at cut down day for a wide receiver. Let's clear out some of that clutter. J.J. Koski, you know, Nick Williams, Kendall Hinton. Then when we go to unrestricted free agents who get cut by other teams, they won't look at our roster and say, well, how the heck am I supposed to get onto the field there? Look at all these dudes you got. I know somebody who would be, um, well, dancing in the streets with Jokic. 
Hi, fellas. How are you? Mace, get back in the car, Mace. There's traffic. Dancing with Jokic. Mace, what's going on, brother? What's up, buddy? Oh, how are you guys doing? I would I dance with Jokic any day, man. Okay. Are you surprised <laughs> Kendall Hinton was cut? Uh, mildly surprised. Maybe more surprised that it was one of the first cuts happening Sunday rather than something that went down to the last minute. But at the same time, when you were looking at the algorithm of the receivers on Saturday night, you had, you know, you, you had Brandon Johnson having a good game. You had Marvin Mims playing well. Johnson and Mims were the starters. And then little Jordan Humphrey also over 50 yards as well. And Kendall Hinton had a quiet night. And, uh, it seemed pretty clear. It seemed from that that maybe the top five receivers on the roster were basically going to shape out, shake out as Sutton, Judy, Johnson, Mims, and Humphrey. I think the the interesting thing here is it may be a sign the Broncos are only going to carry five wet wide receivers at the uh, deadline tomorrow, and that could open the door for five tight ends, which could open the door for both Albert Oakwebenam and Nate Adkins to make the 53. Mace, do you think there's a chance the Broncos go around the league and one of these other wide receivers that get gets cut, they look to add them? Is that why they made some room in that it made some room in that position group? Potentially, but I think also in that case then you maybe look then you'll have to you'll have to make a move elsewhere to create that spot. That may be as simple as uh, as moving as uh, putting K1 Williams on injured reserve if they decide, okay, he's going to be back at some point. You could make the 24-hour move and say, well, K1's on the 53 right now. He passes to injured reserve the next day, and then you add a receiver on the waiver wire. That's something I could see happening. You brought up K1 Williams. It came out today that he's going to have ankle surgery, Mace, and this came as a bit of a surprise to us because he practiced to start training camp. Then he was out on the side, but now we don't know if he's going to be out for the year or if he's just going to be out a short period of time. How do you think that cornerback room ends up shaping up now? Does Isang Bassey make it? Oh, Isang Bassey was making it no matter what. Um, that, that, that was a given because at the minimum, he was going to be a, the, backup, the backup nickel corner. So he was on. He even gives you a little extra versatility because he can be a reserve safety. But of course, if he is your, if he's your backup slot corner, and then he's going to fill in for Kwan Williams, he, that's just going to be his role. He's going to be he's going to be the nickel corner for a while. So yeah, this what it does. What it may mean is it may put another cornerback on the roster, like uh, Traymon Smith or Fayon Hicks, could make the team because of uh, Kwan Williams' injury. But I don't think. Uh, Isang Bassey made it because of the injury. I think he makes it. He would have made it regardless. Mace, how was the food in the press box? Was it preseason like or or high well, high level food or preseason level food? It was pre in the Broncos press box. It was yes. preseason level food. Oh, wow, it wasn't great. Wow, it, wow. talk to me. I I, I think Walmart I got quality. a bad chicken breast. It was really dry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry what? Um, a bad what? Egg. Bad chicken breast. It was really oh, dry. Okay, I didn't. 
Nobody likes a dry breast. That's for sure, Mace. Hey, when you look at the defensive line, what what did I say? Hammer into a nail. What did I say? Really? Nobody likes a dry chicken breast. What's Mm -hmm. wrong? Mace, I was listening to Mike Kliss on the broadcast with Steve Levy and Ryan Harris, and he mentioned that he felt like Elijah Garcia's status on the 53-man roster was in jeopardy because of Tyler Lancaster. Help me understand that one. I know Lancaster didn't dress for this game, but what do they see out of Lancaster that they're not seeing out of Garcia? Well, he's a nose tackle. And uh, your your other nose tackle is Mike Purcell, and he's coming back from the injury, of course, was just activated here in the last several days. But he, but, uh, he fits that role better than Elijah Garcia you know, who's your three tech, five tech defensive end? I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, when you're making the 53, you're also looking at uh, who, you know, kind of who fits lineup wise, who fits uh, making sure that you, you're covered, your bases are covered at every position. And with, uh, with Garcia, I mean, he's a, he's a defensive end. And uh, right now, I'd say he's probably right there, uh, right, right there on the bubble for that. Uh, Last spot, I'd say probably Matt Henningsen, uh, who had no, who had a third consecutive solid game on Saturday, is probably is probably ahead of Garcia. And whether Garcia stays simply depends on uh, whether they choose to go heavy at defense end or not. All right, Mace, um, I want you um, to play a little game with us. We call this the undisputed game um, in okay. honor of the new um, Skip Bayless um, undisputed show. Have you have you heard this show yet? No. No, and do I want to? Probably not. I mean, no, no, no. It's spectacular. So what what the concept of the show is, is Skip Bayless gets on three really great, you know, high-energy, exciting personalities – and Mace, it sounds something like this. I'm getting that out of here. No, Every not. single no, time. Not, I'm getting that no, up out of here. You're, you're, not, not, you're not breathing in your no, body. No, catch it with your no, hands no, out no, here. But what I'm saying is, y'all are making excuses. Say, a professional, a professional, 12 games. So that's the way it goes. <laughs> so that here, is awful. All right. Oh, yeah. They're all yelling over each so, other. Why, why would I want to watch that? Well, I don't know. But I don't this is watch anything with Skip Bayless for that matter. All right. So here's, well, fortunately, you can't even hear Skip, which is fantastic. So here's how we play the here's how we play the undisputed game. We all would be you, Matt, me, KJ, and Drew. We all talk about whatever we want at the same time as loud as we can for ten straight seconds. Okay. Are you ready? Give us a countdown, Mac. All right, ready, guys. Are you, everybody ready? Can be about whatever you want. Three, two, one. They lost the series to White Sox. They lost the series to Ace. There you go. The undisputed game starting in your face. Thank you, Mace. We'll talk to you later. You're natural. Thank you. See ya. I love how Mace just went on. That was that was better than the other one. That was better. I have no idea what anybody was talking. Matt, did you hear any words that were? No, I was so focused. Just out of curiosity, what were you talking about? I was trying to talk about the NBA, but nobody heard me. Drew, what were you talking about? I was commenting how dumb this was that we were doing this again. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Yeah.
Yeah, seriously, this is the undisputed show. He played 12 games. No, we're we letting you. We're, we're trying. Y'all are making excuses. No, Y'all can't no, say it was C.D. Lamb. They're not excuse. No, Y'all just said it was C.D. Lamb, 42, 15, or 7. That was on for an hour today? My guy, my guy, playmaker. He's he's starting to struggle. That voice is it's starting to go. Let I me, said he dropped some balls early. Let on. me break yeah, it down. Fact. Fact. I gotta tell you, I'm curious how this thing ends. Let me let me get to the, let me get to their final ten seconds. Protect yourself Thank you, to be able to catch the football. Come on. on top of that. When you talk you about twelve games, y'all don't even catch. When you talk about twelve games, when you talk, when you talk. When you talk <laughs> <laughs> how long you give it? How long you give it, Seriously, How long you give it? Oh, not more than you know, forty-eight hours. I'd imagine tomorrow. Oh no! no I would no, imagine come on. not in that. For, you can't do that again. You can't, Skip won't do that again. I'd be stunned if tomorrow it wasn't just Skip and one of the three, and they go into a, a rotation. Because come on, you cannot. You do think that that's again. the plan? I. Uh, what else would the plan be to do that again? I think so. I think that's why they would hire him. I think that's they're all in studio. Well, yeah. after that executive producer comes back from rehab because he goes through a very wow. midlife crisis after dealing with this show, uh, I think they'll revert back to some of their old ways in about a year. KJ's got the undisputed producer at Passages Malibu already. Jeez. Hey, do we do we? That's funny. Do we know that they are going to just? To skip and like one guy or two guys or or is this the show? I was trying to look it up, but I had heard that it was going to be a rotating so cast of characters I. depending on the day. It was going to be Skip and you know Richard Sherman skip. one day, Skip and Michael Irvin another day. Well, that would of course make uh, uh, I so Wayne, much. More I think Lil Wayne was going to be a part of it too. He was going to debate Skip like yeah, one, like day, a one day a week. Yeah, yeah. So do you think <laughs> this was just a stunt to just introduce everybody and yeah. then they're going to go because we know on first take. That Shannon, for example, is only going to be on Monday and Tuesday. Well, if they weren't all yelling at each other, we wouldn't be playing them right now. So, yeah, I think it was probably probably designed. He finished. I told him, I said, listen, man, with all these people around you, learn to catch this ball in your body. Yeah. So, so in your hands, you tighten up, ball goes through you. Are you tighten up, ball hits the ground. See, that starts out all right. That's okay. Right. Michael Irvin's telling you to catch the ball with your body. Which, which is, would... goes against every other bit of coaching I've ever received. But, yeah. Yeah. Advice so, I've ever so, heard so, so, for a receiver, don't catch it with your hands, catch it with your body. Uh, that's Richard Sherman saying uh, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But it is coming from Michael Irvin, who's a Hall of Fame receiver. So let's get Keyshawn in the mix. Uh, you don't tell me that's the worst advice. I'm probably the only one of the best to ever do it and playing that what game. What I'm saying I, is, you know, I don't know how you, you can tell me catch the worst it advice. with your body and, and not your hands. In championships on every level. Loud noises. Basically. Basically, yeah. Undisputed. You undisputed. It sounds like a just a, a wonderful, wonderful show. Sounds like an undisputedly what? bad idea, D-Mac, is what it sounds like. How about ASU's coach, Kenny Dill- Dillingham? He's uh, fired up for... Uh, ASU has a self-imposed... This is a weird story, man. ...self-imposed bowl ban. Our new today would be... Shit. I mean, they receive horrible news on a Tuesday practice in the morning before uh, we meet for special teams. So to think that... 18 and 22 year olds are going to go out and have a good Tuesday practice is absolutely delusional. But I think the guys battled. The guys did the best they could do. Uh, I was informed this morning at 6.30 a.m. Just be the very best we can be every day. I mean, what I just told the team is nobody cares about your circumstance. In reality, most people in life would rather see other people fail so they don't have to work hard. So this dude's thrown his athletic director, Ray Anderson, under the bus. As he should. 
as he should. Despicable behavior out of Arizona State. They waited until after school started so that 20 seniors and graduate transfers could not go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Instead, everybody is subject to the bowl ban, and they can't go anywhere now. So what you just heard right there is a head football coach who just got hired who's already done yeah, with right, the athletic right. director. Let me, let me ask you some logical questions. Yeah, How many games do you think ASU is winning this year? Does it matter? Kind of, because this Why? ban could be completely meaningless. Oh, you guys aren't going to be good anyway, so you have no hope of the postseason. That's How does that help? Uh, how many games do you think ASU is going to win? Probably like three or four. Okay, all right. So they're imposing a ban that would not, wouldn't matter anyway. Right. That's how great of a process is this that we have. That Ray Anderson, the bonehead, who was re- re- primarily responsible for how horrible it went with Herman Edwards, right? Now he's doing this again. It's a double down. I just... I, I lost a lot of respect for that university. We work hard enough to beat them. So everybody looks at this and like, oh, great. Arizona State's not going to be motivated anymore. That's a win. That's how the majority of the world thinks because nobody wants to work hard to achieve success. They want to bring other people down lower than them, and they can do the exact same work ethic. Mm-hmm. So if people are looking at us, and they're satisfied. They're singing for joy. They're excited because they think there's no way Arizona State football is going to be able to keep their mindset to compete. And that's the challenge is it's us versus us every day. Oh, it's, it's not great, especially on a Tuesday for practice. But it is what wow. it is. Like I told the guys, we, we can't control it. If you can't control it, you not one person in the country jerk. feels bad for us. Matter of fact, more people are happy about it. Because like I said, people love to see other people down. You're a bad guy. People feed off of it. It's the world we live in. And if we allow people to feed off of this circumstance for us, then that's on us. And it's my job to You're one of these try to get our team, rally about. our team uh, behind each other to go compete and go work at the highest level. All right. That's, good, that's, luck, good luck, Sun Devils. Forks up. Yeah. Forks up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Way to go. Hey, let's get that win, see you. Oh, yeah. That one's uh, that one go. I'm now circling. It was a winnable game before because Kenny Dillingham is basically doing a mini version of what Prime's doing. It's all new players down hey, there as well. I, I don't want to disturb you or make you nervous, but... They don't care? The weekend CU's playing down in uh, Tempe? What's that? Homecoming. Oh, no. Mm. I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> Homecoming? Alumni are going to be in so town? I was going to say there could be, what, 23,000, 24,000 people there? Okay. You, you talk about the Inferno. You hey, talk about, hey, 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 not very good. You talk about the Inferno, you may get burned, buddy. Oh, hey, but I feel bad. I, be, I feel bad for them, man. That's that's awful. The NCAA's got to start not doing this. Awful. Well, it was Arizona. It, they're, not mean, going not in, they're not going anywhere this year. This is a BS, self-imposed, nothing sort of punishment. His reaction is ridiculously over the top. Totally disagree. Completely disagree. From a coaching perspective, if you don't have a carrot to dangle, what are we doing? All you're doing every day is shouting into a void about, hey, I know we this wasn't circumstances that you guys were involved with, but we're here to get better. Matt, and can I, can I, can I ask you about those 20 seniors and graduate transfers that expected Who to have cares? a chance to compete? I've been a ASU football fan for the past six or seven years. You know what their biggest payoff has been? When, and they've been to several bowl games. It's like the Sun Bowl in Texas El Paso. Right. Like, they played the Sun Bowl in El Paso against NC State. That's a game Bradley Chubb sat out. He didn't even participate in the game. Most of these bowl games, Matt, headline for you, are complete BS ripoffs, bore snooze fest that really don't mean a heck of a lot to the kids anyway. I swear. Now, that doesn't mean all the bowl games are like that, but the, you know... The Waste Management Bowl, whatever that is, or, you know, i got to play a bowl game in Fargo because I just snuck out six wins. But yeah. you know why it means something, right? To who? To the kids, to these, to those seniors. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, let me explain something I to you. I promise you it's not that big of a deal. Let me explain something to you. 
if Arizona State had the opportunity to go to a bowl, because you have finals, when the regular season is over, those kids... Wait, time out. Those you, 20 graduate transfers and seniors... Time out. Did you just say finals at ASU? Okay, well, the point is... As is if that that's something? It's not the, it wasn't the daunting challenge of finals. It's the fact that you get another month and a half of football, man. It does mean something to those kids. Now, from an entertainment value perspective... It's like nothing. I agree with you. But for those players, it does mean something. And I feel bad for those 20 kids. You should look up the pathetic bowls that ASU's been in in the past few years when they've made bowl games. Two different conversations. And they're not going anywhere anyhow. It's it, The guy's all fired up because, he, you know, nobody talked to him about it beforehand. And, and he promised these kids. What? There are a lot of new kids that came into the program that they would have an opportunity to compete this year with their one year. That's 20 kids. But they're still going to get to compete, man. Have a great year. Yeah, not for a bowl, when, though. So what? So, what, so you think one kid on that team is going to try less hard because if, they, they're not competing for a bowl game? Are you nuts? If the Broncos came out this year and said, look, guys, we just can't make it to the Super Bowl this year because of the way we handled X, Y, and Z. We're, po- we're, we're imposing a one-year Super Bowl ban. That's insane. It's apples to oranges. Why? But you can't do it, first of all. You're in a league. You, you can't control yourself like that. Do you think it would you have? You've got to make an apples-to-apples comparison. You can't use the NFL. I actually think that that was pretty good. The Broncos cannot, by league rules, impose a ban on going to the playoffs. Okay. They can't choose to not go to the playoffs. And by the way, the reason ASU's doing it is because of recruiting violations that don't even exist in the NFL. Do you understand the point of having something, a main goal at the end of a sports season? Sure. Pick NBA championship. Great. What if the Nuggets couldn't go to the championship next season? Again, you're you're you, it's apples to oranges. You're using it's not. It's the same the thing, pro, Matt. You got to stay in the college world, not the pro world. Pick any other that. school. What if CU couldn't make a bowl game this year? Okay, that would suck because they've had recruiting violations and they're trying to get ahead of the game. Just saying. I don't I'm think it's a saying. bad deal. No, what what makes way more sense is hitting these universities where it matters in their pockets. Yeah, ASU's trying to avoid a harsher punishment from the NCAA. Which is bogus. They're they're, They're punishing kids that had nothing to do with the situation. That sucks. I don't know. You live in Tempe. You go to a lot of pool parties. Yeah, you know, you're the big man. You're the worst. You're <laughs> the worst. I'm telling you, man. I don't know what else to say. And they've been to the Vegas Bowl twice in the last six years. What's wrong with that? Yeah, nothing. Like 12 people show up for Well, it. I'll agree with him that I think bowl games, they're on the whole, are, are pretty yeah. stupid. They're ridiculous. But, they're, they're dumb. but those kids need something to yes. work towards, man. Like, those, I, I don't agree kids, with you here. Those kids, anybody who's any good is trying to get to become a pro. The bowl game doesn't help them. A lot of kids tap out of those bowl games who are draft eligible. For the other 10 seniors that are deprived of the bowl game, one other travel trip to Las Vegas. But why I mean, should they be punished at all? Boo-hoo. What's, well, then transfer. They transfer. Can't. They literally can't. Sure they can. No, they can't. Sure because they the school waited for school to start before they told the kids, now they're screwed. Now they're screwed. And if they do transfer, the ones who already transferred in I love have to apply for a second waiver, of which they're not going to get because the NCAA has drawn the line on second waiver approvals. So now you got to wait another year. No, it sucks. I'm, it glad, sucks. I'm glad you feel passionate about 15 kids. That, I feel uh, bad for them. You know, I do. They had nothing to do with it. <laughs> staying in the hub at uh, University Why House. don't we fine ASU $15 million? Like, why are we going after these current kids? It makes way more sense to do that. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate your fire. Just saying. Determination. Just saying. Those, yeah. yeah. That's that fire. ASU's going to win like four games, and yeah. it doesn't even matter. <laughs>
It's true, but it's the it's. But what about the kids? Yeah, but it's not just about, about ASU. This is how every every single NCAA punishment has been handled. This and isn't it makes an no NCAA sense. punishment. They're doing it to themselves. They're doing it to avoid an NCAA punishment. Right. That's what they're doing. But but the fact that the NCAA hasn't stepped in and and put down the law with guidelines and regulations that actually make sense and will do something. This doesn't do anything. This just punishes those kids. All right. Well, there you go. I don't even care. I don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't think it's a big deal. I feel Matt, bad for him. Matt's upset about those 12 kids. So I should find their I names. I care. I care. I should find out their names. I'm a and good person I'll have, with I'll a have, big heart. Have, have you give them a call. Um, in terms of the Broncos and what they're doing. Give Walt forward, Weissman. Give, give Walt Weiss my number while you're at it. I will. Sure. Walt's a good dude. I heard he's going to be in town this week. I'm going to say hi to him. I'm, I'll be right there with Mace. This is the drive on the fan. There's a story that I've told several times, but I will regale you. The the greatest Bob Barker story you'll ever hear in tribute of the world's greatest game show host passing away at age 99. I can't wait to hear it. We'll do that in KJ. Make sure we have prices Right music, but that'll be in... Uh, 15 minutes or so. Maybe 10. How many people that are going to be listening do you think haven't heard it before? You know, it turns out quite a few, and that surprised me. Okay. It surprised me. Well, I can't Um, wait for you to tell it again because it is a great story. It's a great story. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, The Broncos this week will have to make cuts. They have decided to wait until um, tomorrow to, to do the dirty work, aside from five or six guys and Kendall Hinton being one of them. Do you anticipate any vet cuts you or surprise cuts? No, really, I don't. I, I, I don't. I think they're going to keep Kareem Jackson. I heard Stokely and Zach, and they were mentioning his name. Outside of him, I don't even know who else fits that bill. You know, he would be, it would surprise me, so I'm definitely not predicting it, but it would it would be one that would line up for a surprise vet cut. I guess it's just Caden Stearns has not been reliable. He hasn't well, been Caden, able to stay on the field. Caden Stearns is going to be the starter, though. That's fine. He has injury history, a True. severe one. I would absolutely keep Kareem Jackson as insurance. There's not even a doubt in my mind. Because who else are you going to put there? J.L. Skinner? J.L. Skinner has not had a good camp at all. Yeah, he may get cut. But he'll he, be a practice squad guy. Exactly. Right? There's no risk in losing him. No, I would be stunned if somebody picked him up. Uh, so, again, I don't anticipate Kareem Jackson getting cut, although he would kind of fit the bill. Other than that, I think Hinton was, was an interesting one. You know, that's a vet cut. It is. Sure. Well, I mean, is Tony Jones Jr. a vet cut? Because that one's happening, too. Not Not the way... Not not what I would consider a vet cut. I know he's a vet. I know he's been in... Uh, Tony Jones, how long has he been in there? At least five, six years in the league. Something, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Well, that's the Rams. We don't need them anymore, do we? Do we, Matt? Those darn Rams. We're done with them. Tony Jones Jr. has been... I might as well get it, right? Four years, so this would be his fifth year out of Notre Dame. But he's new to the Broncos. Okay. Is that a vet cut? I guess, maybe. I think a vet cut is technically supposed to mean someone's slated to play. Hold on. All right, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Because it's happening. It's happening, probably, because Jaleel McLaughlin has been unbelievable. 
So I'll give you that cut on Tony Jones Jr. I'll give you that. That's a good one. Good. Okay. Yeah. It, but you were asking for a surprise. I don't know that that one's really a surprise. Although maybe you can call it a surprise because Jaleel did enough to earn that third running back spot. pretty remarkable you bring in a four-year vet and an undrafted dude beats him out, basically. I think I it's mean, great, yeah. We would all, we'll all be stunned if um, Jaleel doesn't make the team, yeah, right? Yeah, no, he's making the team. I mean, that, that would be ridiculous if he didn't make the team. Outside of that, I don't see any other real noteworthy vet cuts. I just don't. They need everybody. It's an all-hands-on-deck type of scenario right now with how banged up they are across the board. Because they, they are banged up. You know, whether or not Sean Payton said that he doesn't believe in being snake bit, whatever you want to call it, they got a lot of injuries right now. Yeah, I don't see another one either. Okay. My, my surprise has to be Dwayne Washington. Oh, I mean, big this surprise guy there, really KJ. showed out. This, he gave it all he had. He was a Sean Payton product. I, I I don't see how the Broncos can make it without. You mean the guy they picked up last week? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just clarifying. Hey, does that Brett, Dwayne Washington? Does Brett Maher make the team as a kicker? Yeah, I think so. What do you think? Yeah, he does. Yes, I had a Maher moment, by the way. Okay. After the Broncos scored their first touchdown on Saturday night, McLaughlin punches it in, one-yard touchdown run. Albert O had a few catches. Little Jordan Humphrey had a few catches on that drive. I go to let the dogs out, okay? Who let the dogs out? I go to let the dogs out. I'm the one who's letting the dogs out. Okay. So so I go to let them out, and Steve Levy goes, here's Maher lining up for the extra point. And subconsciously in the back of my head, I said, you know what? You might want to stick around for this one. So I kind of turned around and turned my head to the side just to make sure this thing went through the uprights. And I think that's the perfect example of how I feel about Brett Maher this season. He's going to have to have like 15 weeks of being nothing but nails for me to have some real confidence in him. And even then, it's still going to be in the back of my mind. So if if that's how you want to play it, Sean Payton, just cross your fingers, hope, hope it all works out. That's What's the difference? I think in the grand scheme of things, Kicker, while it can actually sway a game one way or another, is probably lower on the priority chart right now considering these other injuries. But, yeah, am I going to have a Maher moment where I'm probably going to stick around to watch extra points this season? Yeah. I'm not. I'm definitely not heading, heading the bathroom early or heading the fridge for another cold one early. All right. If Lutz does become available in New Orleans, we still feel they're going Maher, not Lutz. they probably sign him. Okay. Oh, they probably sign Lutz? Lutz. Yeah. I would imagine. Did you see Mason Crosby doing a workout video? I ain't hard to find. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Yeah. How about that, huh? He's been doing workout videos the whole time. Yeah. If they wanted to bring him in, he'd already be here. But That's Sean kind of, Payton loves his dudes. It's kind of interesting, huh? Mason Crosby, the last few seasons in Green Bay, certainly was not what he was. Was it? What was wrong? What was, he was what just was missing, he missing way more than he, than he should be. Okay. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. You ready for the uh, the big story, the Price is Right story? I'm, I can't wait. Let's do it. And I'll relate it to the Broncos. Well, maybe not, though. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Take Just, it away, Mr. McKee. And and we'll play, guys. Guys, we will play the Undisputed game. And I need Cecil here. I do. I, I do need Cecil to play the Undisputed game with us one more time before we leave. So perhaps we can... Cecil, if you're listening, we need you. We need you bad for the Undisputed game. That's next. Price is Right theme music? 
Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I got that confused. Sorry, the song sounds so similar. I do apologize. He, he was setting up a story here. Um, uh, this is, uh, all right, here's the Price is Right story. Do you not? Hey, hold on a second. Time out. Do you not know what the Price is Right is? Ah! I always have to have a cultural ID check with KJ. Cult- do, you, do you know who Bob Barker is or was? Yes, don't insult me. Yeah. Oh, well, hold on. Hold on a second. How long has uh, Drew What's-His-Face been doing that show? Not long enough for KJ not to know who Bob Barker is. I think he's been doing it for 20 years. No chance. 20 years? Drew, Maybe. what's his name? Drew, uh... Drew Care. Drew Care. Drew Care. Yeah. So wait a second, KJ. How do you know Bob Barker then? From The Price is Right. No, but like... <laughs> are you like insulting to my insult? Hello. Keep going. I'm not trying to insult you. Uh, I'm Bob trying. Barker retired in 2007. There you go. How old were you in 2007, KJ? Nine years old. He and had you, plenty of sick days at home. And you just re- you just tuned in. And well, Grandma was always watching The Price is Right, so I, was, well, I didn't have the, a choice. There, you, there go. you go. That's the story. My wife's dream was always to be on The Price is Right. And we salute Bob Barker, passing away at age 99. I'll give you the somewhat Reader's Digest of this story. We had a honeymoon plan for Hawaii. It's 1994. But she wanted to stop into The Price is Right to be on The Price is Right. Now, how do you get on The Price is Right? You submit a form online now. I don't know what it used to be like in 94. Pretty easy. You just Yeah, you just get tickets. All you have to do is get a ticket. And then there's a stand, There's a line that you get into. And they go through the line. They give you a name tag and it has a number on it. And that's it. And then you go in front of three producers before you get into the studio audience. And this is your audition. It's pretty obvious. We ran into a guy at line. He said, this is my 20th time, you know, vacation here. It's like, well, dude, you're not going to get on the show, obviously. So they go to the producers and they go to my wife. They go, uh, what are you doing here, basically? Oh, my God, my dream come true. And Bob Barker, and this is my head. And this is my honeymoon. And I can't, I'm so excited. And this is, you know, you know, she's got a T-shirt. Buffalo loves Bob. We were living in Buffalo at the time. And just, ah, blah, 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 Okay. I go to me. And you? I go, I'm her husband. <laughs> Gotta laugh. Gotta laugh. Set it up. But, Matt, did you ever think for a heartbeat, KJ, did you think for a heartbeat that I thought myself and my wife would ever get on The prices Right, even though we're now standing in the studio audience? Of course not. No. Yeah. So no. right before the show, there's a number next to your name tag. You take your number off. You, you can take the music tag. You can take the music tag. So you take, you take the number off because, guys, it's not random. They obviously have, you know, we're going to move the cameras around, but we're going to go to, like, you know, 12. Cecil, come on in here. We need you for this. We need you for this. We don't need you for this, but we need you for something eventually. We need you for the end of the show. Come in sure. here, shut up till he's done talking. No, then no, no, we no, need you. Can you. Participate, but I'm just going through the Price is Right story. I just want to make sure Cecil's here. I got that right, KJ. Right. So, so we take the number off, and all of a sudden, Matt, Cecil, KJ, it is insanity. It is absolute insanity in uh, the CBS Television Studios because people are so excited to see damn Bob Barker because the guy is a heartthrob. The guy, and this is, you know, the, the models and the, the excitement. And I just think this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. But, hey, you know, my wife wanted to do it, so, so we're here. Second person called down was my wife, Kim McKee, come on down. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Cecil, I'm telling you, unbelievable. KJ, unbelievable. You turn your mic on, Cecil. It's fantastic. It's unbelievable. So she gets up there, and, and the, the woman next to her, she, she gets on stage. 
Not my wife. She fails miserably in the, the pricing game. One dollar. I'll get there. I'll get there. You're close. <laughs> the, the, the woman gets on stage. She wins a car in the first pricing game. Whoa. But here was great. She was standing right next to my wife. So the next person to come on down, that means my wife is going to go last, not first or second or third or whatever. She's going to go last. They give away the good stuff last, right? You got the pricing game for the car. That takes forever, okay? The car games take forever just to do. So the next game is going to be easy. So here is a Bissell green machine and a couch, a blue couch. That's the price that's up for bids. Next. A vacuum and a couch. A vacuum and a couch. A couch that I have to this day. And my wife plays the game, and you either, when you're the last one to bid, you go $1 or $1 over the highest price person. Right. And that's what my wife did. Strategy. Don't even know what that strategy was. But she wins. She wins. She's the last one. She does $1 over the price. She's up on stage with Bob Barber. I am freaking out. I cannot believe my wife has been called on down. We just put a Bissell Green machine and a blue couch in our back pocket. And now two snowmobiles up to bid. It is a simple game. It's side by side. We're all going to play it together. I've got an 8.6 and I got a 5.3. The price of two snowmobiles together is it $8,000 or is it $5,000? 8000 $5,000. $2,000. Cecil wins those two snowmobiles of my wife. Congratulations, she's, Cecil. She's not a moron like you guys, but uh. she's smart. She said $8,000. Boom. She just won two snowmobiles. You've got to be kidding me. I just won in my family on my honeymoon. Almost $10,000 worth of prizes, two snowmobiles, a Bissell green machine, and a stupid blue couch. Can you believe this just happened? And now she's going to spin the wheel. But she had to go against Pedro. And Pedro could spin that wheel like nobody's business. She lost on the wheel. But I still got a Bissell green machine, a couch, and two snowmobiles in my back pocket. And now we're going to our honeymoon. We know we're going to sell. Even though we're in Buffalo, we know we're going to sell. Why? We live downtown. We have no need for, for snowmobiles. We sold the snowmobiles to Jim Kelly of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> this is not a joke. I knew that story. We did a show, a radio show, with Jim Kelly of the Buffalo Bills. And he needed snowmobiles for his family members, and snowmobiles were hard to find. Believe it or not. In Buffalo. Which seems ridiculous, but they were. And he got a discount on them. In demand. Because you know they were $8,000 or more. Right. Cecil's smart. I sold them to Jim <laughs> Kelly for six grand. My wife thought that was too low, even though we got the price like that. She made me go back to Jim Kelly and ask for $6,500. Whoa. Jim tell- Kelly told me to pound sand. As he should. As he should. As yeah. he should. It was embarrassing. I should never have done it, but I like being married. So we sold the two snowmobiles for six grand to Jim Kelly. Could have just said you did it. Yeah, you could have just been like, honey, he said no. I can't believe no. it. Yeah. And that essentially <laughs> is the Price is Right story. Now, Cecil, That's awesome, though, we're going to is. end the show. You're coming up to yell at people. Yes. Jared oh. Stidham supporters, you're next. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Well, Firmly in the crosshairs. Now, yes. the new Undisputed show goes something like this, Cecil. Uh, I'm getting out of my you're, you're, not, you're not breathing in your body. Catch it with your hands. Oh, you can't. Okay. So here's the game. Catch it with your body. Keep the music here, KJ. It's perfect. We are going to play the Undisputed game where we all just yell about something. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter the topic. We okay. do it at the same time for 10 seconds. Okay. Okay? Yeah. You ready, Matt? Oh, I'm ready. KJ, you ready? I was born, right? Let's end of the show. Three, two, one. It's hey, unbelievable. Hey, it's unbelievable. I mean, this one is the artist of our generation. And he delivers all of the time. Cecil Lamb is up next. 